Hi, Bim. Hello, Nicole. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing a-okay. I am uh, cold. Mm. But like, that is correct for December. Yeah. You know what I've been doing ever since our Joshua Jackson episode? Hmm. I've been watching Fringe again. Oh, really? Listen. And it, it holds up, I guess. That motherfucker can wear a <laughs> pea coat. Aw, he does wear a lot of pea coats. It's so good. <laughs> revisiting like my earliest thirst I'm like man Pacey still got it oh what is the P's Pacey Peter Pico oh my Peter. god okay. yeah all that right. is that's his Patronus okay the letter right. P the letter P yeah. Yeah. he's like a Sesame Street character <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Jackson brought to you by the letter P I got a letter P for him <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That was so forced, but you know, we're going to keep it. <laughs> so we've had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on hiatus for a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very kind of symbolic nine months. Yeah, we needed to, you know, be reborn oh, here at yes. Slate. You like that, huh? Come on, poetry. <laughs> yes, we were reborn. Tell me more about myself. Yes. And we came back thirstier than ever. Amen. Won't he do it? Um, But it has been so much fun being here at Slade. And the hiatus served us to, you know, pay attention to the newcomers. Yes. Look at the people, you know, our old faithfuls and see what they're doing. But, you know, it's been good to kind of, you know, sit back and watch everything. Okay. You may have noticed there was no redacted thirst buckets. Right. That's okay. Because we hope to fill the next several minutes with just the goodness that's coming mostly from you. Yes, we are going to read some of your questions from Tumblr. Yes. We're going to get to some of those thirst sommelier requests that have been piling up. And we are so sorry to (laughs) not have gotten to them sooner. There was just so much thirsting to do, Nicole. Yes, yes. And of course, we're going to do, you know, some quick year-end roundups um, about what has been happening in thirst. All the occurrences of thirst, Mm -hmm. how they've affected us, what's left us swooning, what's left us a little bit oddly cold, Mm. and what has absolutely heated up our uh, pajamas. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get into it, Nicole. I'm ready. Nicole. Yes, ma'am. If you had to uh, point... One delicate forefinger, and <laughs> calm down, and one finger only at perhaps your number one, either new thirst or someone blazing a trail uh, in both your mind and in pop culture at large. Mm-hmm. Who would that finger land on? Manny Jacinto. Tell me more. Um, first of all, his cheekbones are amazing and I know that's always like the first thing that people see and talk about how chiseled his face is I have never I really don't know that I have seen someone so physically attractive yes and just like I could look at him and just be like oh he is too much yes Hmm. not bad I went a little overboard on the cheekbones, but still. Like, purely aesthetically, yeah. I don't know that I have ever looked at someone, or maybe not ever, but not recently, mm-hmm. looked at someone and just begun giggling. Yes. Like, it's a very girlish feeling of just like, <laughs> what? Yes. There was, um, he posted a picture of himself, I think it was after the Emmys, uh-huh. and Good Place did not 
perform as well as you yes. know people expected. They were snubs, Nicole. Yes. <laughs> and he posted a picture after showing him taking out the garbage yes. in his tux, in yes. his suit that yes. he had on. Yes. And he's looking back at the camera. He's looking back at something. Ooh. Oh my gosh. And it's kind of blurry. It's a little out of focus, you know, but it's still one of the most beautiful images I have seen in all of 2019. <laughs> I holding a bag of trash literal bag of trash an actual not this is not a euphemism no like just garbage in his hand (laughs) and he's looking back at like hey life goes on do you know how beautiful you have to be to be a carrying a bag of rubbish (laughs) be a blurry photo see the night after a big night out the night before Mm -hmm. and he looks fresh as a motherfucking daisy and hot on top of it so you've mentioned the cheekbones, mm-hmm. the jawline, the jaw. It's no, it's no small thing to kind. It's it's a it's a it's an attack. Yes, it looks like this is gonna sound weird, but it just looks like there's just barely enough skin to keep you from looking at skeletal. Oh my god, <laughs> Nicole, that that shouldn't be hot. It should not. It's so hot though. <laughs> I just I I want to know the angel that was put in charge of crafting his face because yeah. that angel went on a long break, maybe a smoke break, and came back <laughs> and was like, "Now watch me work," because the whole configuration mm-hmm. it just feels like an indulgence. Yeah, it feels like somebody was like, "All right, guys, I've been taking it a little bit easy, yeah. but I'm going to show you what I'm capable of." So we're going from a brand new right. all-encompassing thirst to mm-hmm. a very old all-encompassing thirst. Yes, yes. <laughs> our favorite, our patron saint, Keanu Reeves. Listen. I feel like we have brought him up almost every episode this season. That's but that's fine. Power. That's yes. his power. Yes. Listen, if I were Keanu Reeves, I would expect to turn up in every episode of everything. <laughs> Just, I want someone to reference me every so often. Yeah. Just casually. But that's the power of Keanu. Mm-hmm. A, he, he had a very big year. Yeah, he was in John Wick 3. Yes, he was. Toy Story. Yes, of course, playing that ridiculous <laughs> yeah, character. Duke Kaboom. <laughs> Which is, a, incidentally, the sound my aunt makes whenever I think about Keanu. So, shout out to you. Perfectly named the Pixar. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, he was in Always Be My Maybe. Yes. The cameo of all cameos. Yes. An extended cameo that was actually pitch perfect. Yes. And it was so good because he was playing someone so not himself, so not what we know of him. Right. You know, he was playing himself, but he was playing uh, an evil version, I yes. guess you could say, a bad version. <laughs> Very at exaggerated. Least. Yeah. Um, someone that was clearly into celebrity in a way that Keanu is not in yes. real life. Demonstrably not yes. like that at all. So there was also this flight that he was on that had an unscheduled landing. There was something wrong with the plane or something like that. And so people had to, the passengers had to get into a van and and travel to the next uh, airport. And Keanu was part of that. You know, first of all, he's flying public, right? He's flying commercial. The most commercial. Yeah. Enough that, listen, if your airline is cheap (laughs) enough to just be doing this kind of mess, I'm like, who the fuck were you flying with? Spirits? (laughs) <laughs> and then in the van, in order to keep people's spirits up and to keep them from, you know, being terrible customers, he decided to distract everybody and like join in the conversation and show them little things on his phone. And it was just a sweet thing. And everyone was, again, just very impressed by how, by how kind he was. Exactly. And you know what? It costs so little. So, yeah, Keanu, man, there's a reason why you're top of the thirst tree for us. And <laughs> this year he added several reasons. Yes. I'm grateful. Yes. So, of course, this was also the year of the end of phase 
two or three or seven or whatever the uh, fuck yeah. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. because Avengers Endgame came out. Right, right, right. And, you know, we've talked about this before at the beginning mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, our first episode. That's when you coined the very uh, memorable uh, new name for Hulk. Oh, Professor Daddy. <laughs> Disgusting. I hate it so much. It was a sweater, okay. Um, yes, but we also realized that there were a lot of people who were lusting after Thanos. Exactly. And this is a holdover, of course, from the first you know, first part of the Avengers Endgame nonsense, which was Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We don't yuck anyone's yum. There is very much a lid for every part. Listen, we have done a whole episode about animated hotties. Shout out to Looney Fatoon. Shout out to you, Gina Moore Barrett, yes. our amazing guest on that episode. Yes. And she also led the charge this time around for fucking Thanos. And if I see Gina, I will fight her. Um, but, you know, she spoke for a very large group of people. And in fact, in October, there was a the interview uh, with the Korean filmmaker Bong Joon-ho, um, <laughs> who said about superhero movies this is around the whole discourse around which went on forever this year but he basically said you know the problem with superheroes is that they don't have any sexuality that they are neutered (laughs) which you know there's arguments for and against right and (laughs) gina quote tweeted that uh quote and said in all caps thanos would beg to differ you lying binge (laughs) which i feel like is the final word on thanos (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh God. I mean, okay, if I can see it for Professor Daddy Hulk, oh, God. I guess I can understand why people see it for this big purple, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, <God>. Frankenstein-footed. <laughs> fucking scrotum-chinned. Yes. Fucking alien who wants to wipe out everyone. But you know what? <laughs> to each their own, <laughs> lean into your thirst, do it responsibly, uh, and stay the fuck away from my timeline. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy Thanos by yourself. (laughs) One of the things I realized in 2019 is that for someone who watches a lot of telly, Mm. I don't watch nearly enough telly. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh So obviously one of the biggest shows of the year has been Watchmen Mm -hmm. on HBO. Mm -hmm. And of course it stars my queen and yours, Regina King. Mm Mm-hmm. It was amazing. She is consistently, has been, as someone pointed out on Twitter, Regina Bin King. Um, <laughs> she is amazing. And everyone around her, they've really got this remarkable writer's room, remarkable directors, this fantastically moody thing. I've only seen a little bit of this guy that we're about to talk about. <laughs> um, not even the best part of him. God bless him. <laughs> but like, <laughs> he is so handsome. Like, as a standing just like an object in the distance. Yes. He's just an attractive piece of the landscape. Yes. Like he's very, <laughs> very beautiful. But also he can just act. Yes. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Listen, doesn't I mean, that sound like the name of a king somewhere? Yes, just full <laughs> royalty yes. right there. Uh, I first saw him or first realized that that's who I was looking at in the Black Mirror episode, Striking mm. Vipers. Oh, yeah. Which was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um and uh, I was just like, wow, who who is this? Because, and, you know, in this particular episode, he wasn't necessarily put out there as a thirst object, but he is just a handsome man that there's no way you cannot notice that he is handsome. It's stereotypical handsome as well. Yeah. Like, it's all the best features. He has that smooth, dark brown skin. Mm. Like, it just looks like, it looks like the, the surface of a pond. 
Yeah, like the shit is just smooth and yes. like appealing. You just want to yes. run your hand over his face, cup yes. his chin, <laughs> like run your fingers through his beard. I'm doing a live drabble now, and I apologize. <laughs> I just—he's very handsome, guys. Yes, and then I went back and I saw him in Aquaman. Yes, he is playing Black Manta sure. in, in Aquaman. Literally, like the most unimaginable. It says it's a black guy. Yeah, black Black Manta. Black Manta. Yeah, that's the one. And he was in Us. Um, he was um, oh. young Lupita Nyong'o's character's father in like the flashbacks. Oh, yeah, I never saw. Us. Yeah, right. I, I'm scared it, of everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he has had, you know, he again. He's one of those people that we're watching his star rise yes. slowly but surely, and he is beautiful. There have been some moments where he has uh, his shirt is off. Yes, we've got a, a great little GIF story on our attack Tumblr. <sighs> And I just I imagine he's just like so tired of people just kind of going, hey, do you know you're beautiful? Right. But does he know? I, I don't I, know. I don't know. Like, and, you know, you spoke about some of his projects. I remember watching a little bit of The Get Down on mm-hmm. Netflix, which mm-hmm. at the time was one of their most expensive products. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that, he also has his shirt off more than once, which we thank God and Basil Ehrman. <laughs> um, he's just like this. He's he's very because of the way he looks. I think they give him very physical roles, mm-hmm. and he's not he's not he's not shy about the shit. He'll no. he'll come out and be like, yeah, what do you need me to do? Yeah, where do you need me to be? Yes, and I'm grateful every time because it never feels gratuitous, which is saying a lot if your top is always off because you're kind of <laughs> like, are you sure we needed to see his nipples? But like. It feels like it's folded in in a very kind of um, believable way. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that, of course, is that he actually has a lot of depth to him. Because mm-hmm. we've gone on and on about his physical beauty, which is not what the show is about in whole. I right. mean, it's part of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, he can act. Mm-hmm. And isn't that wonderful when the, <laughs> the packaging kind of matches the insides? Yes. And from what I understand, I have not been able to watch Watchmen yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get to it soon. Same. But from what I've been able to gather from all the tweets that <laughs> populate my timeline every Sunday, yep. he is doing some work on yep. that show. Yep. And Can you imagine being on the same set as Regina King and not putting in your best? Listen. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to see what happens for his 2020. Yes. And, um, you know, again, we may see him pop up on the show next year. Not necessarily him in person in mm-hmm. an interview, but, you know, we may talk about him. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? <sighs> Our final uh, little roundup for 2020 is going to be brief because Lord knows there have been enough column inches about this. Yes. It's about Chris Evans' uh, sweater, his knitwear situation in right. Knives Out. Right. Ryan Johnson's Who Done It, that mm-hmm. has been getting lots of rapturous reviews. I really loved it. Yeah, I love the movie as well. That is part of, that is one of my many uh, catnip situations. I right. love a good Who Done It. Right. Um, I love a good ensemble cast right. where every performance was incredible. Yep. Rich white people in a big old house. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's good. It's not perfect, but it's pretty solid. Yeah. And shout out to Ryan Johnson for delivering on the promise of his youth. Not many of us get to do that. <laughs> so that's great. Now, the key thing is we don't want to talk about those fucking jumpers, those sweaters, as you call them in America. Yes. We want to talk about something else. Nicole, tell me about the tweet that you sent out on the 1st of December. So I said, I gave a little thirst report after I went to see the movie. And I said, the sweaters were fine, I guess. But Chris Evans's lashes make him a dirty fucking slut. There you go. 
That's that's oh. that's journalism at its finest. <laughs> Where's the Pulitzer committee? Because you nailed it. The jumpers, the sweaters, they're fine. Right. There's the white jumper that everyone lost their shit over. Fine. It's fine. There is a slightly better blue jumper. The blue jumper is much better much than better. the the cable knit one. Yeah. And like the blue brings out his eyes. Yes. It's you know, whatever. It's great. The lashes. Listen. They are like camel's lashes. They are so long. I got a breeze off the screen every time he blinked. And they're not even like particularly curly or anything. They're actually fairly straight, yeah. but they're thick. Yeah. And you can see just enough ginger because, you know, I love my ginger. So it's like a little I got a little radar. So I see some <laughs> ginger in the lashes <laughs> with like the dark blondes and yeah. the brown. Like he's got like when the just, light hits it. Yeah. It's just like a quick flash. It's like, oh, hey, Nicole. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, Chris's lashes. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Come back on the show, Chris. Just come back on the show. <sighs> you already know it's a good time. So we're switching up all of uh, our little segments for mm-hmm. this end of year mailbag special. Yes. And we are going to one of our more reliable sources of mailbags. Listen, we ask people to send us questions on Tumblr and you thirst buckets are like, all right, bet. <laughs> and then you send us five million asks and very slowly we trudge through them because we type like tortoises. But we are trying to do something here where we're bringing some of the Tumblr questions from the ask box onto the show, which I don't think we've ever done before. But we're going to power through quite yeah. a few right now. Yeah. Are you ready, Nicole? I am ready. Let's go. Here's an anonymous question that was sent to the uh, to the inbox uh, on Tumblr. And they said, how do we feel about Timothy Oliphant, specifically in his role as Raylan Givens in Justified? My favorite episode is Blowback, <laughs> if you're interested. First of all, Anon, we're always interested. <laughs> but yeah, Nicole, how do you feel about Timothy? I love Timothy. Of course you do. <laughs> His name is not dissimilar to Bimothy, which is my name. <laughs> we talked about Timothy briefly in um, our episode called Southern Bays, our first episode. Yeah. And, um, Do you remember that? We were babies. I know. Little first babies. I know. Um, because I loved him and justified so much. And he is one of the few people, I think, who gets a Southern accent right. Because he's from California. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has this really good um, Southern accent. Justified takes place in Eastern Kentucky. And I feel like he nailed it. And um, I think that he is very handsome. Yeah. I think that he is very sexy. Yes. I think he's very funny. Yeah. I think his career, He's ha- he has a long career. Yes. He has... Uh, varied roles in his career (laughs) right he's doing it all i did a profile of him a few years ago a couple of years ago uh, which you know we can link to on the tumblr and i spoke about his range he has the range Mm -hmm. he has the receipts to showcase the range um he's very good at comedy i wanted to do more comedy because he's very funny and justified is kind of like a dark humored kind of you know show so he gets to kind of showcase a very kind of deadpan thing i really love him i think the world can only benefit from more Timothy Oliphant. And I don't mm-hmm. say that about many white men, but I mean it, Timothy. <laughs> um, but Nicole, to go back to your comment about his perfection of his accent, there's a clip that you love with every fiber of your being. Absolutely. Anytime someone is like, oh, should I watch Justified? I pull up this clip because I'm like, yes, and here's why. And it's not even anything sexual or nope. thirsty or anything, but it's such... It just, he gets the accent so good that I I just, yes, it just really gives me strong feelings. And this episode is from season three. It's episode three and it's called Harlan Roulette. And in this, um, in this clip, 
Raylan Givens is uh, confronting, you know, this guy Duffy um, that he has had some, you know, some dealings with. Duffy has kind of betrayed him or got him in a situation that um, Raylan tried to avoid. And so he, you know, is uh, he punches Duffy for a little bit and he's trying to let him know that the next time that they get to this point where he's got to come correct him, there's going to be some gunfire. And so, yeah, here's this little clip. I found another one in a shallow resting spot. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit because I know it was you that called the shot on me, Duffy. I know. I know. Just like I know it's no accident that him and Arnett and his assistant are missing. <laughs> Look here. Next one's coming faster. Listen, okay. Listen. What he did, he threw a bullet at him. He said, Look here. Cock the gun, <laughs> pop okay? the bullet out, threw the bullet at his chest, and said, Next one's coming faster, right? As in, he's going to shoot him, right? But that look here. That what now? <laughs> say, say it again. Look here. <laughs> it's so good. Like, he's got the bass in it. He, you know. <laughs> it is so oh it is so good and creamy and just uh all right well it's really good okay so, nicole thank you for that yes you want to be alone with raylan's voice Jeez. oh i love raylan given so much that i was like if i get a boy cat i'm gonna name him raylan that's beautiful <laughs> that's the power of thirst ladies and gentlemen lean in our next question is also from Anonymous, and they ask, any thoughts on Bob Morley? Mm. Now, when this question first came up, I was not <laughs> sure who Bob Morley was until Bim showed me a picture, and then I was like, oh, yes. She didn't say just, oh, yes, <laughs> listeners. She she made a sound that came from deep, deep in her elementary canal. The shit came from her gut, and it, it kind of manifested. She kind of, like, swung her chair on over, and she was like, Yes. Yes. Um, I watched the 100. Um, <laughs> Listen, we all did. We for, have we have many many uh, a history of watching some questionable shit. Yes. For too long. And I, you know, I saw that he was a very handsome man, but again, because he was kind of playing someone a little younger than right. I would prefer in real life, I could I didn't feel comfortable uh, attaching myself to any kind of thirst for him. Right. But yes, it is there, and I understand it, and. Uh, Yes, thank you, Anonymous, for that question. <laughs> he is so handsome. He also has a really lovely head of hair. Yes. yes. He's actually he's actually 34 years old. So oh, as is the tradition. Mm. Yeah, he was basically playing younger. <laughs> like everyone playing a teenager on American TV is always like, you see someone who's like, he has like four children. Mm -hmm. And like, he's 19. I'm like, is he? <laughs> so Bobby's actually mixed race. His mm -hmm. mother is from the Philippines and his father is Australian. Um, and he has, uh, like we mentioned before, a beautiful head of hair. Beautiful. Gorgeous eyes. Mm. And he has this really lovely smile. Yes. It's just very warm. Like, I, the photo of him on Wikipedia is him smiling. And mm -hmm. when I first saw it, I smiled back at him. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> why are you smiling at your screen? Okay. Um, Here's a question from the wonderfully named person, Hot Bitch Wednesday. And <laughs> they said, hello, I just started listening and I love the way y'all talk about desire so, so much. I'm wondering if you're familiar with slash what your thoughts are on Oded Fair of The Mummy and Resident Evil fame. Yes. 
<laughs> that is a big capital, all caps. Yes, two thumbs up. Oh wow! <laughs> yes, Oded um, is a very handsome man. Oh, I mean, just and even as he's gotten older, even from you know, of course, the mummy. He was beautiful. Of course, now he's almost all gray, yes. fully gray beard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the full answer, Hot Bitch Wednesday, is Y-E-S. He is just a beautiful. Uh, our next question is from Crocafella. Great name. <laughs> also, thoughts on Hosier. Currently obsessed and it kind of came out of nowhere. Okay. Crocafella, I'm so glad that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hosier. I... I <laughs> you okay, Nicole? I have seen him twice in concert now. Uh-huh. He is everything for me. He is tall, uh-huh. skinny, yes, ginger, uh-huh. long hair, mm-hmm. bearded, work it, poetic, okay, plays guitar. Come on, bitch, a little sad and kinky. Take me I to just, just, it's all of it. Yes, <laughs> I mean it is just. Uh, and he's got this beautiful deep rich voice when he sings he's irish so okay (laughs) when it comes to accents beyond like my southern accent my love for southern accents i'm not like super into accents you know like a lot of american people are just like oh this doesn't sound like home i love it you know Mm -hmm. they're very into any kind of accent that's you know that's fine but irish accents are the ones that really get me uh-huh. I would say so t- when he's talking yeah I'm very much just like drooling like what do you like I have been lobotomized like what <laughs> like tell me where to go wow I love him first as a scientist that has <laughs> lopped out your frontal lobe yes what a wow I I, I mean I think he's okay <laughs> But it's not my opinion you're here for. It's Nicole's very detailed thirst breakdown. So lean into that. So if you're currently obsessed, Nicole is permanently obsessed. Yes. And you two should definitely, uh, you know, find one another in the crowd at a Hosier concert. <laughs> You'll know each other by the lobotomized drooling you're doing. It's fine. Um, and so for our last question from the Tumblr inbox, the Doctor's Fallen Angel asked, is there a way for us to still get merch? Curious, thirsty minds want to know. Mm. Okay. we are working on that hopefully um you know toward the start of the new year we will be able to get you more information about that um it is you know these things take time and we have put out on twitter a question where we asked you what kind of merchandise you wanted us to um relaunch with so we are (laughs) a lot of people did a lot in that thread (laughs) we were like like, why don't we have a branded airplane and it was like fine (laughs) yeah yeah like i don't think we'll do panties but we appreciate the thought (laughs) um (laughs) we did you know we want to do something that's gonna you know work for everybody yes um but we are working on merch it will happen um maybe we can't say like january but it will be the first quarter of 2020 amen let's let's just say that thank you for asking yes thank (laughs) you the doctor's fallen angel good name also i love tumblr for names it's so great yeah and uh one more thing yeah this is a housekeeping thing isn't it yeah yeah we get this obviously a lot on tumblr twitter in our personal inboxes uh instagram just like wherever people think that they can find us someone is always asking us 
can you do an episode on XYZ? When are you going to do an episode on this person? And we appreciate your enthusiasm. Love it. Love it. Um, but we do not take requests. Sorry, <laughs> but not really. We do want to know who you're thinking about because sure. that does help us formulate who we talk about. You know, it helps us uh, plan our episodes and things like that. But... We cannot do personal uh, episodes for everybody. And, you know, for many reasons. Sometimes we don't like the person that you like. That's the most common reason. (laughs) Where I'm just kind of like, I'm so glad you feel strongly about this person. There is absolutely nothing happening in the foof. But you know what? Go forth and fancy who you fancy. Yeah. You don't need us to uh, prove your thirst. You don't need to hear us necessarily talk about your person. You can just kind of imagine what we would say if we liked that person. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, if you go... Go back and look at our archive and we have all our episodes up on our slate page. You can find us every single episode we've ever recorded. Sometimes we've already covered your fave. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes we've already done it. Sometimes they are not the main thirst object, but they're in there. Sometimes we discuss them in Thirst Sommelier. So there are lots of things out there. And yeah, Nicole said it. We have to fancy the person. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just think this person hasn't done enough for us to do like a whole episode on. Right. Especially if they're, you know, fairly new to the scene. Right. And, you know, there are people that we are keeping our eye on yes. for later episodes. Um, and then sometimes there are people that we just cannot talk right. about for many different reasons some of them semi-legal yes so you're just gonna have to <laughs> roll with it we hope that we eventually cover some of your faves we've been doing this for a while there are very many hot people in the world and we are trying to cover as many as we can but mm-hmm. sometimes our taste and your taste will not gel but that's fine because you are clearly the lid for that pot and we will do our best to be the lid for our pots <laughs> So carrying on our switch it up kind of uh, mode for this episode, Mm -hmm. we are not doing fanfic wars. Right. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. We have quite the archive. You can go back and listen to your heart's content. Yes. But we have reached into our inbox, Mm -hmm. which uh, is groaning under the weight (laughs) of many a travel sent in. A lot of you straight up just disregard our request to keep it brief. (laughs) Yeah, there have been quite a few who have sent us two pages. Somebody attached a Word document. Uh, Bruv. PDFs. And it's it's fine. It's fine. We love reading them. Right, but we cannot read them on the air. They're just not going to get to the air. And that's fine. Maybe you don't want them to get to the air. But, you know, we, we do ask for you to keep it brief. And all of you were like, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? A part of me respects that. Right. <laughs> the yeah. thirst has to come out at any length that it comes out. And that's not a pun. <laughs> um, so shout and, out to everyone. Yeah. And again, we want to stress that these are, that they're good, that we enjoy them and they're solid. But we just, for sake of time, we cannot read your two page drabble. Just, <laughs> I think I don't think it's even a drabble anymore at no, that point. But that's like your end of term paper. Yeah, that's just straight <laughs> up some um flash fiction. Right. Like <laughs> that's like an involved one shot. Yeah. And we're not in the this is an AO three. So we can't read it on air. We can read it and like chuckle warmly mm-hmm. uh, in the inbox. But you're not going to hear your name on the show. But we have gone into the inbox and we have selected a, a few drabbles that we think uh yeah that some of them even these ones are a little bit long because you know <laughs> like i said instructions what are those um but we have three first buckets who have put their pen to paper or finger to keyboard and mm-hmm. they've typed out 
all sorts of scenarios and we're going to read we're going to power through them right now so these are not original fanfic from us but they are original fanfic from the community and we're all about community here on thursday kit okay nicole you ready i'm ready let's get it let's go so this is from lisa or liza trushel uh she sent us this about one of uh our consistent (laughs) and constant thirst objects mr christopher evans (laughs) and this is her drabble i yawn as i pad into the kitchen chris's back is to me his head bowed over a sizzling pan he sneaks some bacon to the dog he really should stop doing that Unable to resist temptation, I wrap my arms around his waist, sliding my hands under his shirt, luxuriating in the warmth of his skin. I press my cheek to the dip between his broad shoulders and let my eyes close. He hums, low and soft, and I hum back. I scratch my fingers through the hair below his navel. Dark, not too coarse. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Liza, what are you doing? I open my eyes again when he shifts to take a sip of coffee. Oh my God, coffee. I reach for his mug, which he holds just out of reach. He chuckles as I make my way to the pot, inordinately pleased with himself. Hmm. I pour myself a cup and perch at the kitchen island. Chris places a full plate in front of me and I grunt appreciatively. You're welcome, he says. Liza. And that's not even all of it. That's not all of it. Yeah, we had to pause. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Liza was going some places. Uh, and we uh, we appreciate that, Liza. Uh, that was a good drabble. So thank you very much. Uh, apologies for not doing all of it, because like I said, it was a little bit long. But we appreciate where your head was at. Yeah. Can I just yeah. very quickly point to the fact that Liza specifically mentioned the broad shoulders and the hair below the navel. Liza, you bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> My good bitch, Liza. <laughs> What are you doing, sis? Oh, all right. Right. Our next drabble from a listener is by Thato or Thato. And they are writing in about Frank Ocean. Mm. All right. Mm. Truly. And, and, you know, mostly untamped source. Yeah. yeah. Frank is very, very hot. I think he's very cute. And he's singing out there. Yeah. Feelings and emotions. Yeah. I'm excited about this, Nicole. Okay. We'd both been crying. After a week of silence, we spent the evening speaking in muted tones, reciting our way to the inevitable after three and a half years. Mm. Our conversation had reached the point where his questions morphed into a monologue. Did we waste each other's time? No, we were wonderful together. You still want children, both a question and a statement. I'm sorry. At that moment, all I wanted was for him to sink his pelvis into mine while he vanished the taste of brine from my lips. Instead, he cushioned his onto our spot where my jaw meets my neck and I would never see him again. What? That's some heartbreak shit. That heart, hot heartbreak. The best kind. (laughs) Listen, the OC taught me well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thato or Thato. I'm sorry if we are mispronouncing your name, but that was really good. That was it was so sad. An, a thirst object that we haven't covered before. No. A sweet yet steamy heartbreak situation. Yes. Which is very well done. It takes it, you know, it takes really good care to to make that good, you know? Listen, Thato said what they wanted <laughs> was for Frank to sink his pelvis into theirs. Mm. And I thought, sink, yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Out here writing fucking thirsty poetry. 
Jeez. All right. That's going to make me cue up some Frank later tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Time to play some pink and white. (laughs) Our final uh, drabble this week from our incredibly talented thirst bucket pool is from Rose Carter. Um, And it's another Chris. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's Chris Pang. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole has such feelings. He is so hot. Uh, yeah. And I'm so grateful he exists and is in the world. And again, we hope 2020 brings more Chris Pang into our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this travel is uh, someone feeling some feelings. Uh, so shout out to you, Rose. Uh, here it is. <clears throat> Despite the racing of my heart, I felt cold and clammy as I walked towards the coffee shop. The nausea roiling in the pit of my stomach and the anxiety hurtling through my brain were just barely in check. Chris was in there and I was freaking out about seeing him again. Chris and I had been close friends since our early 20s, our relationship solidly built on laughter and good food. Mm. But after an argument near last Thanksgiving, we stubbornly hadn't spoken in almost a year except for the simple text I had gotten last night letting me know that he was in town and... Would I like to meet for coffee? Mm. What Chris wasn't aware of was that at the root of my embarrassingly petulant behavior during and after our argument was the fact that I had fallen in love with him years ago and had been too insecure to let him know. I'd missed him terribly. Scanning the cafe, I spotted him before he'd seen me. He had a day's worth of stubble on his chin Mm -hmm. and was wearing a navy blue button down, rolled up at the forearms and open at the neck. Okay. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) As was his habit giving just enough glimpse of his chest for me to know I'd start hyperventilating if I let myself think about it even a little bit. Mm. But as soon as I saw him, the strangest thing happened. My impending panic attack simply melted away. This was just Chris, my goofy and sensitive friend. As his eyes found me, warm and open, a huge grin lit up his face and my own smile followed. Here you are, he said, his voice a bit rough and the words twangy with his accent. He pulled me immediately into a hug, his arms tightening more closely around me, just as I expected him to begin pulling away. Then he bent his head down, until his smiling lips were resting right where my neck met my shoulder. A little firework of hope rose and burst in my chest. I turned my head towards him, resting my cheek on his warm temple, so I could whisper into his ear. Rose! Okay! Hey, okay, I see you. <laughs> Rose said there was a whole firework. Listen. A whole firework busting. <laughs> Bitch. I'm sitting here pressing my hand to my chest. <laughs> Is that a personal firework right Ooh. there? <laughs> okay, this was really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rose. Shout out to you, Rose. Yes. Sounded like someone's grandma and then bringing up all that. F- I mean, filth. Come on, Grandma Rose. No, that was lovely. Oh, that was really sweet. Wasn't I like it? that. My goofy and sensitive friend. Listen, oh, that's so that, sweet. That's, that's ex- I'm looking for. Hey, are you goofy and sensitive? <laughs> are you my friend? Reach out. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> I that, love it. Yeah, that was really good, Rose. We Thank have, you. All have, of them were really good. This is what I'm saying. There is such a talented pool of people out yes. there. And you know what? This is how... <laughs> Rose, man, that was not a short travel. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we read the whole thing, Rose, mm-hmm. because of your goofy and sensitive friend, Chris Pang. Yes, yes. That's talent. So, listen, you can send your own travels in. We will be reading them all. Like we say, we love getting these travels. It's been a very particular source of pride and joy for us when mm-hmm. people tell us that it's because of us that they've picked up a pen and begun 
begun writing fanfic either for the first time or they've refound their joy right yeah in writing fanfic so we appreciate it please send us your drabbles please make them short please <laughs> and send them to thirstaidkit at slate.com and perhaps we will read them out on the air so please include your pronouns as well All right, so we've got um, a bulging inbox of thirst familiar requests as well. <laughs> it's always bulging with one thing or another. <laughs> oh, um, so we're going to, um, you know, play a couple of those voicemails and see if we can help our thirst buckets out. I'm really excited because, again, we haven't really done a lot of thirst familiar this this period. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're definitely going to do more of that. Yeah, absolutely. When, you know, as we go on, don't yeah. worry about it. There will be more. We've had a couple of panic people going, hey, do you still do thirst familiar? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We've just had a lot of thirst to get out, and so there hasn't been time. <laughs> and we apologize, <laughs> but we're doing that now. Little bumper thirst familiar. I'm excited. Yeah. So our first um, voicemail is from Maddie. Hi, ladies. I'm Maddie, and I've been burned enough by actors to stop having thirst crushes on them. But I would like your recommendations as far as. Nick Miller from New Girl is definitely a thirst object of mine. So wanting to see what y'all rec- y'all's recommendations are for any new fictional character crushes. Thanks again. <laughs> God bless you, Maddie. Yes. Uh, you know, we just did an episode on Jake Johnson. Yeah, we did. And obviously we talked about Nick Miller for quite a, a minute in, <laughs> in that episode. Uh, we have strong feelings about Nick Miller. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's someone you shouldn't fancy and yet do. Yes. And that's down to Jake Johnson. The thing about Nick Miller is that he is, of course, if you add up all his bits, you shouldn't fancy him because he's a mess of a human being. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he's played by Jake Johnson, mm-hmm. who is not a mess. Mm-hmm. He's fact, a very skilled actor yes. who brings Nick Miller to life. Yes. So I see what Maddie is seeing in Nick because mm-hmm. I see it too. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole, do you have a suggestion? I'm going to suggest Jake Peralta Ooh. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine as played by Andy Samberg. You know what? That is inspired. Yeah. I uh, Thank you. Um, <laughs> you were like, yeah, correct, bitch. <laughs> Uh, take the praise, Nicole. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Jake Peralta, when the show first started, he was another one of those, you know, cocky white guys who wanted all the uh, accolades, you know, all the praise for his uh, cop skills, right? right, right. You know, um, but then he slowly learned that he cannot be diehard by himself. That's one of his favorite movies of all time. Maybe his actual only favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he can't be Bruce Willis. He can't suck up all the credit for everything. He has to work with his team. Exactly. Um, but when he started out, he was also a mess. He was one of those people who did not know how to take care of himself. No. He kept food in his file cabinet at his desk. Yeah. Uh, to the point that it rotted and attracted raccoons <laughs> and, you know, like all yes. this kind of stuff. Um, but... You also knew that there was uh, a sincere heart, you know, to him and that he was definitely trying to help out people as much as he can as a cop. And then, as you know, as his friendships with everyone grew and then he became, you know, a lovely husband to someone, uh, you know, on the show, Amy, uh, Amy Santiago, who the proposal that he gave is one of the best proposals on television that I have ever seen. Michael Schur so often knocks it out of the park. Yes. When it comes to portraying 
a meeting of equals. Yes. Like minds and uh, personalities just kind of gelling. And Jake Peralta, like you said, a mess. His car is essentially like a condemned piece of like scrap metal. Mm -hmm. His home situation is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you still alive? I don't think he knows what (laughs) nutrients are. (laughs) I don't think he eats like real meals. Right. And then, like you said, he grows, which Mm -hmm. is the the actual motif of Nick Miller's life is to go from being an island and a pretty shitty island that's Mm -hmm. full of refuse and like, you know, dead animals. And becoming a human being in a community of other human beings, mm-hmm. I think that is inspired thirst sommelier action. Thank you. You're doing Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Do you have any suggestions? Yes. I am staying very firmly in the world of Michael Schur, who is, again, one of two white men I stand when it comes to TV. Because <laughs> he just mostly gets it right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, applaud it where you see that shit. I'm going to go a little bit left field. I don't know what your sexuality is, Maddie. But just in case, I'm going to throw into the mix Eleanor Shellstrop from Hmm. The Good Place, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. played by Kristen Bell. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is exactly what you said about Jake. Eleanor is a shitbag of a human being. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She is the worst person who has ever accidentally been even close to heaven. She is (laughs) awful. She is pretty bad. And she gets that way because of various circumstances in her life mm-hmm. but also as is the way with most terrible people she just is terrible yeah <laughs> some people just like it <laughs> this is what i'm saying like she has like these terrible histories with her previous partners she's kind of like mean and she's selfish and she's greedy and then slowly she comes into a community of people and she becomes something more. What I like about her also is that she is very much like Nick Miller, puts a hand up and she's like, yeah, that's, uh, I'm pretty shit. Yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty bad. Help me be a better person. What I love also about her, much like Nick Miller, is that she's striving to be better, just like Jake is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. Like they can see that this course of action isn't perhaps the best way forward. Right, yeah. They want to change. Yeah. And that's Nick when he first goes out with Jessica, when he... They break up and when they get back together, all the things are, it's basically a man striving to reach the potential that he knows lives inside him. And Eleanor does a similar thing where she's kind of like, wait, I can affect change. Mm. And that change starts with me. Shout out to Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. (laughs) But she's trying to kind of be better. And that's just very attractive. You know, we talk a lot about competency kink, Mm -hmm. but there is also something about striving kink. Yes, improvement. Improvement. Mm. You know what? I want to look at your, you know, your report card at the beginning of the year. (laughs) I look at your report card at the end and kind of see that D Mm -hmm. (laughs) turned into a... At least a B minus. Isn't that nice? <laughs> That's very nice. Yeah. I think also looking at these characters, Nick Miller, Jake Peralta, Eleanor Shellstrop, these are people who, yes, they've had outside people, like romantic interests that um, kind of motivate them, but they stay motivated for themselves. Mm. So they're not turning into people that they are not. They're not recreating yes. themselves. Again, they are just like, this is the potential that I've always had inside of me. Let me just go ahead and activate it for, you know, yes, for my loved ones, but also because it actually feels good to be this person. Yes. Ugh, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, essentially, go and find all the works of Michael Sher and just watch them. You'll find many a thirst object in there, Maddie. I hope those two options uh, open up the door for you. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that, that works out for you. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Um, and we have one more voicemail from Emily, who is looking for a uh, very particular kind of <laughs> thirst object. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Just saw your tweet calling for celeb crush uh, request 
I would like to put in a vote for none other than Greg Sprinkle from Succession. He is an actor named Nicholas Braun. Uh, he is apparently approximately six foot nine inches tall and his Instagram is fire. And I think you guys should check him out. All right. Keep up the good stuff. Bye. Ah, Emily. (laughs) Six foot nine. Greg Sprinkles, a.k.a. actor Nicholas Braun is your crush mm. and we think that's wonderful yes yes um <laughs> i haven't watched succession yet okay i have definitely seen the memes oh god gifs uh clips everything so many memes. yes yes um and i i can kind of see why anybody would want to thirst after him even though he seems to be pretty goofy yeah <laughs> goofy is his middle name he's greg goofy sprinkles that's him in a nutshell <laughs> But yeah, he's very endearing. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the beginning of season one, mm-hmm. so I have a lot of stuff to catch up on over the holidays. But I like his face. It's incredibly open. It's almost childlike. Mm. Like he's the kind of person who you imagine is very bad at poker. <laughs> like if he got a good hand, you'd be like, this motherfucker just won. Like I it guess w- it's good that he's an actor. Yes. He has to lie for a living. Exactly. <laughs> his face is wide open. He has like a nervous smile in every other shot. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see him looking around like these rich people are not so. And he's just <laughs> trying to kind of hold on. Greg is, cousin Greg is, yeah, he's this awkward, weird guy who is not as rich as the other branches of the family. And he's trying to kind of find a place in there. So his overwhelming characteristic is just nerves. Like Mm -hmm. he is just like a ball of just like, what the fuck, what the Mm -hmm, fuck, what mm -hmm. the fuck, which, you know, I can relate to in some moments, not always, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm a pretty confident, beautiful woman, so it's fine. (laughs) But like, it's very interesting to kind of see that portrayal on TV in a show that's full of like rich dickheads. Mm -hmm. Like he's just like this person who's like very not very much not that and mm. is just trying to fit in so my suggestion for this and this is going to be super obvious and i apologize emily but the first person i thought of like i mean instantly the minute you said anyone else i was like fam can i interest you in the work of zach woods oh i like <laughs> zach a lot you do yes amazing uh, <laughs> your first I... church is broad listen um <laughs> He is a tall, skinny thing that looks just like he is going to explode into a pile of nerves. <laughs> but also, I think that he is very much a man in the privacy of his home. Wow! I'm just gonna, say, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> you say that with the laugh that would wake up like the dead, just pure filth. I hear what you're saying. He does look like a bag of nerves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very pale. Mm-hmm. He has like circles under his eyes, like dark circles. Yeah. I saw a great tweet a few years ago that called him uh a pale victorian ghost yes and i see it and he has in fact played a specter on the ghostbusters remake uh, a few years ago called garrett so he's very much um he has a very kind of his laugh is awkward his eyes are very shifty Mm -hmm. he kind of does this thing where he kind of hoiks his nose a little bit when he's you know in a place of not like discomfort mm-hmm. he, he he played this character called chad on in the loop um he turned up in veep he does this thing of being of someone who 
it's just on the edge of comfort. He's always mm. just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know many, a strong, capable woman who's kind of like, oh, yeah, Zach Woods, what it do? Yeah, there was an article about him during the Silicon Valley years, mm-hmm. the TV show Silicon Valley. And I remember, I don't really remember the contents of that article, right. but it was circulating on Twitter because someone had just captioned the article, this man fucks. <laughs> Because they could tell, like, whatever his, you know, his answers in the interview, in the profile, were, you know, um, revealing in a a particular kind of way. And Uh and I was just like, yeah, I know. (laughs) And I could tell, even from The Office, when he was playing this terrible person, Gabe, on The Office. I mean, he wasn't terrible, terrible, but he ended up being terrible. They all do on The Office. (laughs) Um, But I knew that he... um, you know, he's very tall. Yes. And I feel like everything is proportionate. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> quite the statement to make. <laughs> you know what? I think we might leave it there. Um, Nicole, do you have an option for, yes. for Emily? Yes, I do. This person is not particularly tall, uh-huh. but I think he still captures that awkward uh burning anxious energy uh-huh. that also kind of translates or that hides i should say uh some grown man business okay and that is jesse eisenberg interesting aka yes. mark zuckerberg in the fictional black mirror yes uh-huh. yes i saw jesse eisenberg in this film called adventureland oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> From 2009 with Kristen Stewart, Ryan Reynolds, Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader. It's a really good movie. It's great. I would watch it. I think I watched it almost every year until maybe like two years ago. And I was just like, okay, I got to move on. (laughs) Um, But there is this moment at the very end where Jesse and Kristen are together. Mm -hmm. And he pulls her in for a kiss. And he pulls her in by her hips. And his hand on her hips was very much a confident man, uh-huh. um, which belied his awkward recent college graduate persona in the film. Uh-huh. But the way that he just kind of yanked her to him, uh-huh. I was like, did anybody else see that shit? <laughs> what in the hell? I think that his, I, I like his face. He has a very chiseled jaw as well. Yeah, it's weird because he looks almost chubby. Yeah. And then there's like a very defined jaw. And I'm like, what's, yeah. what's that? It makes for an interesting face. Yes, I like his face. I like his hair. Um, he is kind of an asshole in, in interviews and yeah. stuff. Like he, uh, I don't want to say he pranks interviewers, you know, because he's not doing anything like pranking, but he, he plays trolls. Games. Yeah, yeah, he trolls interviewers a lot, I think. And sometimes that can come across as him being an asshole. And he may very well be. I don't know him. Who knows? But the, well, the point of Thirst is not to kind of delve necessarily into the psyche of any of these yeah, people. Yeah. We're looking at packaging here yes. <laughs> and impressions. But he also, again, has that lanky, nervous energy. He yeah. often plays awkward. And I think he was kind of typecast as awkward for yeah. a while. And I think he's been trying to get away from that a little bit. But Jesse Eisenberg, I think, would be a good, uh, you know, a good next step after Greg Sprinkles. <laughs> Emily, I hope that was useful to you. And we thank you for taking the time to leave a message. Uh, If you would like to leave a message for Thirst Sommelier, uh, our very important service, please feel free to uh, ring us and leave a very...
very brief. We mean less than a minute, maybe even shorter than 30 seconds if you can. And the number to ring is 510-984-4778. That's 5109-FIRST. So we've just finished doing a look back of 2019 in Thirst and we are looking forward to a new year of Thirst in 2020. And speaking of, we are going to begin the year with a bang. That's right, we are going to Sundance. We are thrilled to announce that we'll be at the Sundance Film Festival for a very special live show presented by Dropbox. You can join us at the Filmmaker Lodge on Main Street in Park City, Utah at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday, January 25th, 2020. It's going to be a free show, open to all Sundance pass holders, but also the general public. Space is limited, so please go to slate.com slash live to register for a seat. That's slate.com slash live to register. Make sure you pack your thermal underwear and we will see you there. Thirst Aid Kit is a Slate production produced by Cher Vincent and us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi. The senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts is June Thomas and the editorial director is Gabriel Roth. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. But never fear, we will be back in January after a very brief hibernation in which, you know, we'll grow our winter carb cushion and we'll prepare more quality content for you, our glorious thirst buckets. You can expect more Thirst Object analysis, wonderful guests, and if all of our carefully planted seeds comes to fruit, maybe even a celeb guest or two. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we'll still be lightly on the internet. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit, and we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman, that's T-N, Whiskey with an E, Woman, and Bimadu, B-I-M-A-D-E-W. Use the hashtag TACPOD, T-A-K-P-O-D, whenever you're listening and answering your questions over on Tumblr at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. If you've got a thirst that you want to refresh, you can use our Thirst Sommelier service. So please call and leave a brief message about what you're looking for. That's 510-984-4778. 510-9THIRST. For those not in the US, you can leave us a short voice note via email. We're at thirstaidkit at slate.com. As always, you can still head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rating if you like. We will take five stars, please. Thank you very much. We'll be off your podcast feed, but thirst is never ending. Wear a scarf and stay thirsty out there. We'll see you in the new year. Bye. And as much as we hate when people describe black people as food, he hates, just hate it. He is chocolate. Oh. He is just smooth, rich milk chocolate. Just, I want to bite him like a little chocolate Easter bunny. I just want to like bite a part of his ear off. Yes. Ugh. That is truly disgusting and 100% accurate. <laughs> I-